When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Forever. Dog. This is Nicole's Crazy Night of Me. She's watched the show like a lot of times. Who is gonna be chief of surgery? Shonda Rhimes wrote the show and it is really, really good. Meredith Grey. Hello, welcome to another episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. I'm Nicole, and this is my podcast about Grey's Anatomy. I am so excited for you to listen to today's episode, which has Carolina Teresa, uh, who wanted to talk our first ever like true kind of episode recap, though, honestly, we had so many thoughts about Grey's Anatomy, which we had never talked about with each other before, that we cover so much ground and talk about so many characters. And it was super, super fun. But the episode that we do recap is the classic pick me, choose me, love me speech episode, which is astounding because it is a, I don't know if you've recently rewatched it, but it is a perfect episode of television. It has so many different plot lines. They're all like iconic Grey's plot lines it's the episode before the uh, the train crash with the pull through the people. It's 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 a moment in time that we can never forget. And uh, we talk about that. We talk about our favorite characters. We talk about her particular Gray's experience. So I think you're gonna have a blast listening. And I can't wait for you to hear it. If you have not yet rated or reviewed Nicole's Grey's Anatomy, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, that's about it. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. I'm so excited that we have an amazing comedian here. She not only is current on Grey's, but has rewatched the whole series multiple times. It's Carolina Teresa. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, honestly, a pleasure. This is one of the rare experiences of having a guest where I know who you are and I know your comedy, but I did not know you were a Grace fan and you mm-hmm. were revealed to me as a Grace fan. And it was like such a happy moment <laughs> because there aren't that many of us who, you know, really show up and tell the world like, I'm still watching. And people try to shame you. Yes. You get a lot of like, that show's still on. You watch that? Yeah. 
So what is your Grey's Anatomy journey? I started watching when it first came out. Yeah. And I loved it. I used to watch it with my grandma. Excuse me. And my grandpa. We used to watch it together. And then I watched it all the way through. Like, it was on while I was in college. I was still watching it when I was in college. Actually, when I was in college is when I rewatched it for the first time. Yeah. And then I just kept, I stayed, you know, loyal throughout the this all the years. And then I recently, not recently, but I rewatched it like last winter. Yeah, that's the time to do it when it's like cold outside. Yeah, cold outside, just time to really like, buckle up. And I just like watched it from season one all the way through. I think this uh, that was the second time that I had watched it like all the way through. And my best friend, Mary Kate, is also a Grey's Anatomy fan. But when I told her I was rewatching it, she was like, you're insane. Because I was like, literally, I wasn't watching anything else. Yeah. I, that was all I would do is like go to work, go to come. Like no matter what I was doing, whenever I came home, I was like, yeah, just watching Grace and like really going through the moments, going through the moments because it's such a good show and it's it makes you cry all the time. Yeah. It's been making me cry for years. You- I'm emotionally attached <laughs> to those characters. Who are like your I mean, this is what I was going to say. Who are your best friends? But that's how I feel. How who are your best friends mm-hmm. on Grace? Christina is my best friend. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love Christina. Like Christina for me was like groundbreaking. Yeah. Like that was the first time that I had ever seen cuz I'm from Queens. Right. And so I feel like the representation of Asian Americans on TV is bullshit. Yeah. Because being from Queens, like I grew up with so many Asian American people, so many Asian people. And I was just like, what they see, what you show me on TV is like half of the truth. But Christina was the first time I'd seen someone who reminded me of my friends, who reminded me of people that I knew who were Asian, who were badass, who were funny, who were like, you know, just kind of like heartless and and like... (laughs) It reminded me of all my heartless friends. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I was just like, yes, I loved her so much. She was immediately my best friend. Yeah. I always loved Christina. She is. And I love Bailey. I love Bailey because Bailey's another one. Just a like representation of a black woman who is like so, so smart, so ambitious. So yeah. like all of these things, but also allows her like sh- the way she would talk to the other doctors, like the way she would talk to like, what's his name? McDreamy. Yeah. And, all of them, all the male doctors, the way that she spoke to them was like my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. They just, you ain't, she would always be like, you ain't shit. And they'd be <laughs> like, you can't talk to me like that. And she'd be like, but you ain't shit. And I'm the boss. <laughs> I mean, what I love about, what I love about Bailey too, is like you learn in flashbacks that she wasn't always like that, mm-hmm. that she was like this timid, really nerdy person. And I was like, that's, that's an arc that I feel like you don't usually mm-hmm. get to see like a quote strong black woman get to have. It's usually like they do a flashback and they're like pushing someone over on the playground being mm-hmm. like, I've always been like this. And it's like, no, she had braces as an adult mm-hmm. and she stood behind people and had Yeah, big but they also show that like she's that. like sensitive, that she's yes. a husband. She got divorced on the show. She got a new man on the show. Like she, she got several on the show. new men on the she show. She got several <laughs> men on the show. She fucks on the show. She got a child. Like they show so many different sides of her, which yeah. I love. I love And Bailey. I also used to love George. Like George was my baby. Oh, you love George. We mm-hmm. don't have a lot of George lovers on the podcast. We have a lot of George haters. I want to call them haters, but just George skeptics. Like, should we really love George as much as we loved him in 2005? Why? Why not? Well, he is. a li- He is a baby. I mean, as you said, he's a little bit of a baby. Oh, on the show. Yeah, he's a little bit of a baby. <laughs> 
And then, you know, I had my moments where I really hated Alex. And then there were moments where I really loved Alex. And now I'm I back love to kinda, Alex. He's very frustrating, though. He's a frustrating person. He's very, very mean at the beginning. Like yeah. when you rewatch, I think, especially when you're like, oh, I love Alex. And then you rewatch it and you're like, but in the beginning, how could you love him? No, He's I never so loved him mean. in the beginning. But yeah. I like, yeah, but I, I went through that moment. Yes. Who else? You grew with them. So many people have left the show and I don't really love any of the new people. And then towards the end, like it's honestly still watching for Meredith. I think I had like Meredith is one of the most annoying people, but I like <laughs> yeah. love her, but I also hate her. Like she just does dumb things. So she's someone that I always was like, I stayed for her just because, you know, you get so invested in the beginning. Yes. And then who else did I like? I never liked Addison. I still don't <gasps> like Addison. Wow. Fuck Addison. Addison can suck my dick. Fucking private practice can suck my dick. <laughs> Go into that. Tell me more. Why don't you like Addison? I hate Addison. She's so annoying. I like that lady <laughs> as an actress, but I hate her on the show. Because it was like, first of all, the whole thing of her coming back and doing this thing with, what's his name, Derek? Like, no. I love how every time you've tried to bring up Derek, who literally is the male lead, you are like, what's his name again? Because he is not someone that I like. <laughs> no, I mean, he's not. I never liked him. Never did? I never liked him. First watch Even through, in the beginning, middle and end, I never liked him. I think he's so fake. Even when he's trying to be romantic, even yeah. when he tries to do things in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't fucking like you. The yeah. most I ever liked him was what, when Zola first came into the picture. And then I was like, all right, maybe because he's because he's a daddy. Yeah, because he like really he's, loved. Her. Yeah, he really loves loves his kids. Yeah, I mean, I loved. I think my first watch through with Derek, it was like a very uncritical. Like I love this guy, and then the minute I started rewatching, I was like, wait, he sucks, which is a bummer because you kind of want the main guy who you have to watch all the time to be like someone who you're like, I think this is a good person, but he's really not. I liked his uh, Mark. I loved Mark. Yeah, I loved. Sloan. Always loved Mark. You know why? Because Mark never lied about who he was. He just yeah. kept it real. He and he was so. I don't know. I mean, I know like this he was is, a slut, but he was like, I'm a slut. Yeah, and I just am a sucker for like people who are really um, hot. <laughs> really, yeah. I just am a sucker for people who are hot, uh, but for people who are like total assholes, but then they're really sweet with patience. Mm. I love that. Like that's yeah. like the Karev appeal too. Yeah, it's like, you know, oh, I know when Karev started doing pediatrics, it was like, all right, fine. OK, yeah, I'm, I'm sold forever. Yeah, I Christina, I love Bailey. I love I, I have not loved every arc with Bailey, like the OCD arc. Not my favorite. I loved that. You did? I love okay, that. Tell me why. Because I love that because <laughs> it really showed I don't know. I think for me, I lo it made me uncomfortable. It made me really sad. Yeah. But I think I really loved it because it showed, again, that she could be vulnerable. That, you know, there was a lot of her covering things up. And yes. I think that it explained a lot of things about her. Yeah. And once she lost that, I think the reason why people didn't like that is because it made you uncomfortable. Like, it made me really, really, really uncomfortable. And it, you're not used to seeing her like that. Yeah, that's actually... that's. But that's, I appreciated that it happened. I wasn't like, I hate this. I was just like, it made me think of her more as a person. Yeah. I Well, I agree with you that Bailey has always been portrayed in a really, like, a genuinely, like, nuanced way, which makes her such an amazing character. I think the reason why I wasn't crazy about the OCD storyline was like 
I did. Well, now that you say it, it's like, yeah, it did make me uncomfortable, but I think I also just didn't, I didn't love it because it felt like I wanted her to tell people what was going on so badly. And it felt like such a long time that she just was like suffering and freaking out. And then she took like a pill and it was fine. And I was like, wait, but no, no, she didn't take a pill and it was fine. She stepped down. She took time off. She did? Yeah. Okay. I don't remember that. She, that thing like <laughs> totally changed things between her and her man. Like, yes, that they I went remember. Through all of this shit. She had to like take a break from her job. Like it was crazy. Oh yeah. She, okay. I yeah, do. Yeah, it wasn't like she just took a pill and it was solved at all. I was remembering part of it like the part yeah. where like she she gets diagnosed and she feels really uncomfortable about the diagnosis and she's given medication she doesn't she's like I think I can just muscle through but then she's not but, able to yeah but then she's not able to is kind yeah, of what yeah. I was forgetting that's right so do you like Ben Warren and do you watch station 19 I do not watch station 19 I tried but it just doesn't do it for me I am right there with you it just doesn't do it for me I love Ben Warren I like him I just don't understand why he needed to be a firefighter. I don't get it. Yeah. That was annoying to me. That's when he got on my nerves. Every time Ben changes his mind about what he wants to do with his life, <laughs> he gets on my nerves. First, he's an anesthesiologist who likes to play golf. Next thing you know, <laughs> he wants to be a fucking surgeon. And now he wants to be a fucking firefighter. That is annoying. Yeah. I loved the arc where he was like seducing and romancing Bailey. And I felt like that was Ben Warren at his best. And then, then it was just like Warren was the center of attention. I'm like, no. Bailey's the center of attention. Why are you taking so many of my resources to care about your career changes yeah. when like your wife is having a heart attack? Literally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not the biggest Ben Warren fan. I just kind of am like, I just feel like, okay, let's just get yeah, through. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about him in the sense that like I'm like want to watch a TV show about him, but I like him for Bailey. I like him yes. for Bailey because I think that like even though things in their relationship, like he gets on my nerves. I think that he is good for her because he's different from her. Yes. And what I love about like his, I love like his, the beginnings of his relationship with Bailey, where you see Bailey feeling, realizing like I was married for 11 years and I haven't dated in a long time mm-hmm. and I've never slept with anyone else besides my husband. And mm-hmm. like seeing how he was so good at making her feel comfortable mm-hmm. and like, he got, he just like got her. Those, those were some of my favorite. If we hadn't have had, if we didn't have those, I would literally be like the most anti Ben Warren person ever. But I also think there are moments between them when she had OCD that he was really sweet to her. And the same thing when she got a heart attack, of course, the whole thing with the firefighter. So stupid. It's really dumb. He's had his moments, but again, he's like not, someone I really care about. Yeah. Do you like, so So you're not like a big fan of like- I never really liked Lexi. I'm saying it now. Didn't really like Lexi. She just never really did it for me. I, I loved Callie. Yes, love loved Callie. Callie. Loved Callie all the way through. She got on my nerves so many times, but I still really, really loved her. I loved, um, I did not like Arizona in the <gasps> beginning. It took me a long time to like Arizona. When did and you then feel I liked like Arizona and she left? Yeah. When, when do you feel like the tide changed when you started liking her? Oh, it took me a long time. Really? What about her didn't you like? I don't know. She was just too like, <laughs> she was just too like, Howdy. Too sweet. And then, and then, and then too, like, uh, what's the word? Like, 
just kind of like up on a soapbox, up on her like yeah. preachy. She got a little preachy for me where she was like, I'm too like perfect D. You know what? Loved her when she fucking lost her leg, bitch. <laughs> post <laughs> post uh, airplane accident, Arizona became real. Yeah, no, that those are some, that was really good acting. And those were some really, speaking of, of hard to watch, I mean- Th- those were some hard to watch episodes when but she's starting to watching do. Watching her go through that and come out on the other side made me like her way more. That's what I realized. You know what? And I, I loved her, her relationship with Karev. I loved her. I loved her mentorship with Karev. I loved her from the beginning with Callie, like from the very beginning, the way that she they were together. She had on my nerves. Yeah, that's fair. I And I also, I love Lexi. I do. I hated her at the beginning because I hated, like, I hated what she was doing to Meredith and I was like why is she here yeah but then once I got to know her I did really like her and I was sad when she died I was sad when she died I was sad for everybody else like everyone else being sad made me sad but I just never really loved her I thought she was a little too wishy-washy like she was a lot wishy-washy she did a lot of yeah. wishy-washy shit and she kept doing the same wishy-washy shit Mark and then it was correct oh. and then it was I wish that the last like season of Lexi had not been Mark dealing with the adult pregnant daughter and like Jesse Williams coming into the picture and Karev. It was just like, it was so many people. Jesse Williams character could have been so much better. Like in the beginning, I was like, where did he come from? Look at this fine ass man. Yes, daddy. And then it became like so annoying. Yeah, he's really bland at the beginning. And then there's that episode where you find out where where Harper Avery is actually like in the hospital. And you find out who he is. And you find out who he is and you see how unhappy he is. And then at the end of the episode, he brings his friends in to meet them. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to like this guy. And then I liked him. But now do you want to talk about like, we don't have to talk about it, but this past, the last season. Oh, I think we do have to talk about it. But the the last season is just like, where, why is this this way? Do you like him with Maggie? No. Okay, good. Uh, me fucking They don't either. make any sense. Like, like, why did they force what, that together? What do they and have in common? Happened. Maggie wow. should have stayed with the Italian guy. The Italian guy and Meredith ending up together is dumb. It's fucking dumb. Find her a new man. Why you have to put her with this young ass Italian stupid idiot? Who has Leave- no personality. And I liked Maggie with the Italian. I didn't like Maggie with anybody. I don't like Maggie. You don't I, like Maggie. I mean, Maggie's I mean, boring. She, that's the thing. It's not. But I, I will don't have tell a, you that episode where Maggie's mother dies and she deals with oh, her mother dying. My God, that bitch was acting. She made me cry. <laughs> I was like, no, just <laughs> like, ooh, that was so. That was a good. Not yeah. I, that was good acting. That was no, good. I ass think acting. that Kelly McCreary is doing her best. Maggie is, that, yeah. is that the girl name? Yeah, I think she's like. I don't think that the problem is her performance ever. I'm I always I'm just like just why yeah. is this what she's just she's boring. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast before, but it's like they've stopped introducing people with personalities aside from what their specialty is. So it's like she's just young Can genius we talk about and it's fucking like link. Cares? Nobody needs that. Okay. Nobody, nobody needs that. Nobody needs that, but you at least got rid of Callie for that. <laughs> but at least it's a little bit closer than like the the girl with blonde hair who like is in every scene for some reason. She's Ooh. like not an intern now. She's a resident. 
She's got a round face, blonde hair. She had a crush on Meredith for a while. Oh, like, yeah. Like, at least with Link, I can see that we're trying something. We're like, he's a childhood friend or an early friend see, of but that Joe's. is annoying to me. First of all, he's not even that cute. Why is everybody making a big deal out of him and acting like he's the second coming of Mark Sloan when he ain't? Okay, that's number one. Number two, I don't think he has much of a personality because he's a fucking doormat. Him <laughs> dating, what's her name? Amelia. Amelia. He's a doormat for Amelia. He's a doormat for uh, Crazy Girl. Crazy childhood girl. friend. Oh, Joe. Yeah. Joe. <laughs> who also gets on my nerves, but oh, that yeah. episode of her with her mom and dealing with her mom telling her like, oh, you know, I was raped and that's why I don't want you. Like, that shit made me cry too. But. I did not like that episode. I made me cry. I was, I just, I think I just don't care enough about Joe that that like. I felt bad for her. That made me sad. I could see why she is like that. Her reaction to that coming home and treating Alex like shit. No, I don't No, It was just, it's too much. Yeah. But back to Link, I hate him. Yeah. I. Like spend more time on that cute Asian guy. Oh yeah. They don't give him anything And his little Jewish uh, boyfriend. Yeah. Spend more time on them because that's a good story. Like, that's an interesting story for me. Them in the fucking uh, ambulance. Ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me see more of that. Okay. Yeah. Don't cut away. Yeah. They cut away. They were like, we're on ABC. It was like you could almost hear like an exec being like, absolutely and not. But I just can't with Link. He's he's pointless. I just want, I don't like Amelia either. She is literally one of the most annoying characters ever. Yeah. And she is acting like she is acting her ass off. She is giving and they give her. I'm like, why are we giving her all this juicy shit? I think she just like won a lot of points by being on private practice. And they're like rewarding her. It's kind of how I feel like they're just like she put in the work. She's on private practice. Time to time to give her a lot of stuff she's to do. not interesting. She's not interesting. And she sucks. I just want more like what I liked about Link. Do you like Owen? No. Everybody hates Owen. Oh, but what I what I like about Link in Nico is that they aren't interns. Like I was like, yes, can we bring in some more like new blood? That's like a more of a senior surgeon. Mm -hmm. Like it used to be that like people like Arizona and I never have liked Owen, but like Owen in the beginning, like they came in as attendings and it was like, Ugh. they're on equal footing as what everyone about, else. I'm um, sick of new interns. <sighs> Teddy. Yes. That, I don't know how I guessed that out of thin air. I love Teddy. Do you like Teddy? I have moments with her where I like her and where I don't like her. But I'm not this, loving what her they're giving Owen, her. Her and Owen situation, no. I'm over it. Yeah, no. Why are we dragging this out any fucking more? But does now anyone want them baby, to be together? Like, and then she's dating, what's his name? Who I like. I love him, Karasek. Love him. I he's love funny. him. He's funny. He's entertaining. He is someone that I spend time on him. Spend time I know. on him. I fucking love him. I honestly loved him from the beginning. Like, why can't Teddy just be with him and be happy? I know. Like, why can't they just let, let him do that? Let him build the crib. Let, let him, him build, build the, crib. the crib. But instead, they want to fucking pull this Owen thing. And then Owen gets a baby. And now we have, what's her name? The, the drug addict's mother. Like, come on. So here's what I don't understand. What forces, like, it's not, I don't think it's fans. I don't think, like, who is, like, the people want Teddy and Owen to be together. Like, that, like, who's saying that? I want, I, I love Teddy and Karasek. I don't Amelia and Owen together. I kind of am just like, just let them go. And they should move to another city. They should leave. I, actually, but at this point, 
Owen leaving isn't enough for me. I need a death. Yeah, I could see Owen dying. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I, I, it's not. I'm not always of the mind of like, we need a tragedy. One of them has to go. But so I'm like, it's either Amelia or Owen. But isn't it over now? This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I think it was... Can we talk about the, how that was? If the last episode that that aired, yeah, if that was the finale of Grey's Anatomy, it's been renewed for two more seasons. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, so okay. it's coming back. Oh, okay, I, okay, okay. Because I heard that it was done, and I was like, if that is the finale, that was the rumor that it was done. Um, Amelia at the end of the episode fucking realized that she still has feelings for him. It's so stupid. It's like, why does everyone love Owen? What about him is there to love? Literally, is it the part there where is he nothing to like about him? Is there the part where he kisses like an animal trying to eat? Or is it how he has t- gotten mad at Christina for having an abortion? Like, what part of him are you enjoying? Ugh, it's irritating. Do you um I'm trying to think of it? I feel like we're mi- oh. We never mentioned Izzy. Were you ever a fan? I liked Izzy. Yeah. Sorry. I liked her. I liked her too. I wasn't sad to see her go. It was her time, but I love, I, I liked Izzy. I did not relate to Izzy very much, but I, I did love her. I liked Izzy. I think, I don't know if I related to Izzy. Just sometimes she would do stuff and I was like, this is fucking stupid. But then I was like, but that's Izzy for you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I loved Izzy. Don't even come for me, Izzy and Denny. Like, I don't care. Oh, say what you want to yeah. say. I was... Oh, she loved him. She did. She really loved him. Yeah. That's another episode where I would just cry. Oh, I cried. When she laid on the ground in the dress and then Alex picked her up, I was like, no, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I cry so much during Grace, though. It's kind of like anything can can tip me (laughs) can tip me over the edge because I'm open when I'm yeah. watching. My and back heart is in the open. day, the writing was so good. Well, that's why I picked this episode. I was just about to say that is the perfect segue. This episode is has some of the best writing for everybody. For everybody, this not is, just that little stupid speech, which I do really like. Yeah, not just that speech, but like even Derek has good moments. No, this is a this is a world class episode of television. It is written by Shonda, which is not surprising, mm-hmm. but it's like this. So. 
something I complain about on the podcast a lot is that we don't get a lot of like patient stories anymore. It's so much interpersonal drama and every patient that comes in that we spend time with is such a clear analog for another character that it's like, it's not really about the patient. Yeah. But in this episode, we have so, I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. my cup overflows. It's mm-hmm. we have so many patient lines. We have the woman who needs a shaman. We have the woman whose heart breaks every year because her neighbor who she was in love with died. Mm-hmm. We have, um, who else? We have- um, The porn guy with the pain. The Who? The porn guy with oh, the pain. Oh, the porn guy with the pain. I was like, the foreign guy. I was like, who is that? The porn guy with the pain. And we have the guy who got shot, who's in the elevator. Yeah. That's four patient cases that they're juggling on top of like all this Izzy inner and weaving of these interpersonal. Derek and Meredith, Christina and Burke. Yeah, there's just, there is a, there is such a skill to how this episode, there's so much that happens. And so I just want to say that on. I literally do not understand. Like, I understand why. Christina left, but if I was them, I would have like tried to give her more money. She was the best character. And there's so many times in like within the, ever since she's been gone, I've been like, if only Christina were here. I know. I feel the same way. So many things would just, this would be different. It just would be more exciting. And there would be someone who would, there's not anyone who really calls anyone on bullshit. Like, cause Bailey really doesn't have that role anymore either because she's like, being chief and also dealing with all of her husband's stuff. It's like, there's not someone who's like on the ground with everyone else being like, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like, I mean, or, Meredith has kind of become the person to kind of say, that's fucking bullshit. Yes. And she'll like, I lo- I mean, I love when Meredith gets like really indignant and like she like gets herself suspended or like that, that I love. And I feel like. I know, like when Meredith said that little girl was her daughter. Yeah. Put that little girl's, her daughter's name on it. And then that was dramatic. That was very dramatic. To arrest. And she's in like a fucking like oxygen chamber. <laughs> yeah, chamber. The thing about Callie is that I can't imagine a woman in her position not kind of seeing the grander fallout of like his dad's death and stuff and being like, Getting but married. See, the is- thing is, the thing that I liked about Grey's Anatomy, what I love about Grey's Anatomy is that, like, you think because she's a doctor, she doesn't have stupid bitch moments. Yeah. No, that's you know what true. I mean? Like, you think because she's yeah, a she's, surgeon, she's, she's still she's a like woman. So we still out here in mistakes. love with George of exactly. all people. That but she's it's like, motherfuckers that George that get you. Yeah. And it's that's like, so it's true. like sweet eyed, like sweet boy. Like, he would never hurt me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then he's over here, like, kissing. There's, I remember there's one team where he, like, grabbed her by her face and he kisses. Motherfuckers grab you by your face and kiss you. You <laughs> go down like a fucking pit, like a, <laughs> a bowling ball. The, the pin that got hit by the bowling ball. Yeah. He was the bowling ball. She was the pin. She was like, ooh. Yeah, boop, goodbye. Oh, yeah, like my that God. makes lots of sense to me. Also, I love Kelly because she was like kind of fat and it was like a little, little fat girl representation. She wasn't even fat, but I'm she just saying like fat, but... to, compared to the other girls, oh, anyone you know co- she was there because she was kind of fat. Genuinely, anyone in, consp- in comparison to Meredith is like- And looks- Christina. And Christina. No, Christina is also a wisp. But Meredith, like- when you go and you look back at how skinny Meredith, Meredith was like a bone. Yeah, she was one bone. She was a bone. I forgot how skinny. I mean, she's still skinny now, but I'm just saying back in the day, she was like. I mean, yeah. 
You, she definitely, her body only changed because she had kids. Mm-hmm. Like, and I love her as a person. Like, if you read her interviews, oh my god, I am the biggest you, Ellen. I will, I would die for the woman. She would just even have to like suggest it. She doesn't she even have to ask me out right and I'm like, my life. Yes, queen, go off. Yeah, she got a black husband, some little mixed children. <laughs> yeah. Did you see her um, her interview, her like actors interviewing actors thing with Taraji P. Henson? No. Oh my God, it's incredible. I, have to see that. I will send it to you. But there's the best part, I've talked about this a little bit before, but the best part is like, you know, they're talking about moving from TV to movies and getting paid. And Ellen Pompeo's like, how much are you offered for movies? She's like, she wants to talk numbers. She's like, you're getting offered a million. You're not. That's fucking bullshit. Why not? Like she just mm-hmm. and Taraji, you can see Taraji B. Henson being like, I don't know if I want to say the numbers. And then once they start really getting into the conversation, they just like are sharing about how people underestimate them and mm-hmm, stuff. It's mm-hmm. really good. It's really good. Yeah, I love I love her. She. I think she'd kill someone like I think she's capable of it. And I love that about her. I want to be on a Shonda show. I've decided that. I want to be on a Shonda. Shonda. Yeah. Come see me, sis. Yeah. You should be. Write a comedy, Shonda. (laughs) She's got this big Netflix deal. There's got to be some. Yeah. There's got to be some 30 minute something that comes out of that. My God. I love her. I love Shonda. I love Ellen. I want to be on Grey's Anatomy. Honestly. You said it's two more seasons. Yeah. You you got the time. Call my manager. I'll be like, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) Greg. I mean, that is that is just the ultimate goal to be a patient who comes in. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I, I don't even want to be a yes. Yeah. I don't want to be a doctor. I want to be a patient. Yeah, I want to be a patient. I want to be someone who who says something to a doctor like. Um, You've been in love before, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like something something like that. <laughs> something like really invasive that you would literally never say to a doctor. Of well, like, do you think- you're having sex with that guy, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Or my back hurts because I got fucked last night, but they wouldn't say that on Grace, but you know no. what I mean. Yeah, but they would say something something Similar. where you know that that's what the initial line was before they had to change it. Watching Grace has made me, like, I go to a hospital and I think, oh, I go to a hospital and I think, like, I know what's going on. Absolutely. Like, when I went, so my dad got hit by a car a couple oh years God, ago. Oh, my God, that's awful. Excuse me. Yeah, he got hit by a car. It was a hit and run. And we live in Queens and we, but the closest, ho- and the closest hospital to where he got hit was uh, Jamaica hospital, which is not the best quality hospital. Mm-hmm. If we get hurt or if we need to go to the hospital, we used to go to Long Island Jewish. That's where we go. Cause yeah. we live a little closer to Long Island in Queens, but we get there and there's this like dumb intern. <laughs> and I am like, it's the first thing I do is I call, I know to call my doctor, my dad's primary physician yeah. and get all the names of the medicines because I watch Grey's Anatomy. So I do this. My yes, dad, bitch. like also 100% unhinged. Like my dad is my best friend. I love, I'm a daddy's girl and uh-huh. I'm there like ready to fight for my father because I already think this is a shitty hospital and I'm like, yeah, you're on, I'm like on alert. Are, on alert because there's so many mistakes from watching Grey's Anatomy, all these mistakes that can happen and like yeah. all the shit that can happen. Like I'm very like, and that's so this- one of the best hospitals in the country. Exactly. <laughs> and so this intern, I see this intern. I'm like, listen, these are all the men. He's like, how did you know to tell me that? <laughs> and I didn't say I watched a lot of grad- Grey's Anatomy. I was like, I just know I'm not stupid. <laughs> Good <laughs> answer. I was angry. Yeah. 
But then, but then we asked to have him move to Long Island Jewish because also his primary care physician like is associated with the yeah. hospital. Like, and they're like, no, we we can't. Like he's he's here. And and one of the residents, I believe, he was like, Well, I, I'm a resident at Cornell uh medical or whatever. And uh-huh. I was like, I don't care. Yeah. He doesn't want to be here. We want to move him. We're going to move him. And he's like, well, then you have to, he has to sign himself out. And then you have to pay for an ambulance to pick him up and take him to Long Island Jewish. I said, absolutely not a problem. Where do we sign? Get us the paperwork. We don't want to stay here. Because honestly, this is me. Like, I don't want to, like, you open the the sink in his room and it was brown water coming out. I literally opened the sink and there was brown water coming out. And there were water stains in the ceiling. And I was like, would you have your father stay in this hospital? And he couldn't even answer me. Yeah. I was like, I don't care if you went to Harvard, Cornell, where you went. I don't want my dad in here. We're leaving. Bitch. Grey's Anatomy. Saving a life. Saving life, but also making me like watching Making Grey's you an Anatomy, educated bitch. An educated bitch, <laughs> but also like not college. It That didn't do it, but no. Grace did it. Oh but, my God. I mean, same. I had to get my gallbladder out. And when I was like going, you know, it was like a surgery. And I was just like, act, I know what the fuck is going on uh-huh, here. The way you act in a... Actually, one time when I was in college, I broke my knee. I played rugby and I broke oh my, my knee. Oh my God. And <laughs> I did two things. I was insane. I One time I went to the doctor and like... The nurse left me in the room. I, I, this is before my surgery, so I really just could not move my leg. And she left my crutches across the room. And then when she came back in the room, she was like, yeah, you can come out now. And I was like, how? <laughs> you left my crutches over there. How was I supposed to come out? And then she went and told the doctor that I was rude to her. And I said, <gasps> I said, sir, she left my crutches across the room. She was rude to me. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm like a real bitch. And I was like, does she do that to your white patients? <laughs> I don't think she was being mean to me because of my race, but she shouldn't have snitched on me. <laughs> yeah. She probably wouldn't have snitched on a white patient, though. Mm, who knows? But I wasn't even that rude to her. But e- either way, I'm um, upset because also, I have a like, broken how knee. Would you, like, literally, how would you have gone out? But Could also, you I was, I'm not going to lie. I did have an attitude, but I'm upset because I have a broken knee. Like, I'm not going to. Nobody would have been like, I'm sorry, you, you left me. Like, no, you would have been mad. Yeah, you would have. Everybody would have been mad. And then when I went and I got my surgery and I woke up in the, you know, I woke up in the room. My dad was there and I was like, Daddy, because he had to come up to Ithaca. I went to school in Ithaca and he had to come up to Ithaca and like be there with me. And I was like and he I was like fucked up off morphine, which is in like anybody who's ever been addicted to morphine. I get it. Yeah, I get it. It's gorgeous. Best feeling in the world. And I'm just keeping it real. (laughs) I woke up and I was like. And I looked for something in my bag. My dad gave me my bag and I found my x-rays and they were like, yeah, you just need like three screws. I have six screws and a metal plate in my knee. And I literally found it and it was like, ah, and screamed. And then I started, and the doctor literally walked in and I was like, you lied to me. I was like, you don't have the right to put this much metal in my knee. And my dad was like, yes, he does. He asked me if he could do it. And I told him to go ahead and do it. Oh my God. That's incredible. Yeah. But from watching Grey's Anatomy, I know that that's true. That sometimes they think something's wrong and then they get in there and they have to do other stuff. Right. So and then like, they have to go fine. out and like give an update and yeah, yeah, get yeah, all the yeah. permission stuff. Yeah. It it's so it's it's a documentary. It's it a, documentary is a documentary about but, medicine. But and it's insane how I like truly believe that I can like I'm very entitled in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. But it's not a pleasant place to be. And that's something that I think that like there are some cases that really communicate of like some people. Some 
people are not happy, not because of any other reason or then they really don't want to be there. And yeah. that's accurate. I know, especially the kids. Like I always feel bad when the kids yeah. on Grey's Anatomy and they're just like so frustrated and, and they're upset. like, do I get, then do I get to go home? And you're like, oh, And they're like, no, no we have to find you a heart. <laughs> Okay, so let's talk about this episode <laughs> specifically. No, oh my God, this is the whole podcast. This is all that this is. Um, okay, so this episode that we're talking about is season two, episode five. This is the episode that ends with Pick Me, Choose Me, Love Me, that iconic speech. But there's so many other things in this episode that are perfect. Yeah, like I really loved when, this is the thing I always liked about Meredith, like, Derek was just like, oh, this man won't let her have a surgery. The patient that was from the Hmong culture, from, that was Hmong, and her father was just like, no. Yeah. Which, you know, we have to get, He was, like, outside smoking a cigar, which was, like, very annoying to me. Yeah. But he was just like, no, you have to find her soul. And I think that that was really annoying. And I was, and I loved having that girl be to her, like, spare me, like, your white girl, like, bullshit. Like, you just don't understand that this is my culture. And that's real life. And Grey's Anatomy has done that more than once, where yeah. they have dealt with, like, religion and culture. Yeah. And, like, things like that and, like, addressed it, which I love. One thing that I was kind of astounded by with this episode was, like, there are certain things that I thought that it was going to seem dated or, like not really that it didn't really hold up. Like mm -hmm. when the patient is playing porn, she order like Bailey orders the men to step out of the room. And I was like, women like porn too. And then as soon as I had that thought, she's like everyone out of the room. And I was like, Meredith was like, that's, that's not comfortable. Yeah. And I was like, yes, bitch, that is true. And then with the same thing with, um, the needing the shaman for the heart, it was like, mm -hmm. Or for the, not the heart, the for the soul. It was like, are we going to address the fact that we're like treating this religion like it's weird? Mm -hmm. And then it was like, yes, we are. Um, we can actually play that scene. Uh, let me pull it up. Why do the lights keep flickering? Something about a backup generator. This pump will provide you with a morphine drip and should stop your pain. I told you, I don't need it. I'm going home. You realize you'll have to sign an AMA form stating that you're leaving against medical advice. Fine. I know this is new and confusing. I called a social worker and she's willing to come down and talk to you Spare and explain. Me. The white girl cultural divide love. I grew up down the street from here. I play in a band. I went to UW. I get it. But my father doesn't. He says no. It's no. We're talking about your ability to ever walk again. That's what you're talking about. I'm talking about my family. Have you ever even heard of the Hmong people? Our religion has got rules that are way old and way set in stone and way spiritual and you don't mess with them. You don't anger the ancestors. Even if you pierce your tongue and play in a band. What are the rules exactly? All ICU patients are going to the South. Great scene. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, a, it's a good scene for Meredith, too, because, I don't know, 
when this is so early, it's like, it's a real like doctor moment for Meredith. Mm-hmm. Where Meredith is like, I'm communicating with you the risks of this, <laughs> of this decision. And I'm going to need you to follow this protocol. And then she gets called out for like misunderstanding the situation. And she's like, okay, explain to me what it is. Yeah. But and that's like, what I like about Meredith. The yeah. fact that she like has always consistently been like that. Yeah. She's a very good doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's one of the one of the only characters that like kind of across the board, I would have always been comfortable with them being my doctor. Mm-hmm. I, as much as I love certain characters, that, that would have been a no for me. <laughs> I I know. Christina would have been such a mean doctor to me. I know. She my, wouldn't have liked me. My I know feelings it. would have gotten hurt, but she would have made sure I stayed alive. And that's I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I would have trusted her to treat me, but she just wouldn't have been nice. Yeah. But I also like I would have been put off by how nice Izzy is. If like I just had a patient who was just like, oh my gosh, your like, hair is so pretty, or a doctor. I feel who's like, like that. she and I would be friends. I think that like you were like I, I can't relate to her, and I was like honestly, Izzy and I would have been friends if we met. We would have been like, ah. Do you like animals a lot? I like baking. You like baking? I'm, yeah. Like, pretty like femi. Yeah. I'm very like. You like we Christmas? Been, yeah. Like, I like Christmas. We would have got along. We would have been friends. Yeah. I mean, is he someone who you'd want in your corner? So yeah. that makes sense. Um, okay. I couldn't have had George as my doctor. Only no. because I would have tried to bang George. Back in the day, I loved George. I would have banged George. I, I, I can't understand, I would not bang but Karev. I respect what you're saying. I would saying. not bang. I can't think of any of those doctors that I should seriously bang except for George. Mark Sloan. No. Really? No. Not for you? I don't like a, I don't like when they're like too big and too muscular. I don't think of him as big and muscular. But. I don't like when guys are too smooth. I don't like a <laughs> smooth man. Anytime a man is like smooth towards me, I'm like, ew. Yeah. I don't know if I would. I don't like a hot, hot guy. I like like a. I like guys with either they have swag and they don't have to be hot. They just have to have swag. Yeah. Or like a real nerd. Okay. That that checks out. Yeah. For me, I feel like if I had slept with Mark Sloan, it would have been like kind of the Teddy situation where it's like being like, you don't have to want to date him. Just like. Yeah. It's- but even still. Yeah. Also, I never really wanted what everybody else could have. And Mark was with everybody. <laughs> everybody can have everybody could have him. Yeah. So I wouldn't have been attracted to him. That's like, fair. I think Bailey's the only person he <laughs> Yeah. And Bailey didn't want him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bailey would have been like, I mean, doesn't that nurse. Remember that nurse that Bailey hooked up with? Yes. Who's a 9-11 denier in real life. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. People in I LA re- are crazy. I recently saw Honestly, people him. in LA are crazy. I recently saw him in like an episode of something else. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's it's hot nurse. And I looked him up and like there's. It's never good when you go to someone's Wikipedia page and there's an entire section called 9-11 controversy. You're like, uh-oh, what's that? And it's like, he, he, he said it didn't happen. He just said it's like an inside, inside job. Bit of a hoax. Bit of a hoax. Bit of a 9-11 hoaxer. Un, unreal that someone on, well, on Shonda Rhimes' show... Well, would would be that dumb. I am. Let me double check with Mary Kate. But I think Lexi is like a born again Christian. That does. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, we actually didn't talk about Kepner at all. But Sarah Drew is also, I mean, I think pretty 
not like born again, but like she, I think that is she I think Christian that, in real life. Yeah, I think that April. I think she really relates to April when it comes to faith stuff. I hated her. Okay, I'm thank you. So uh, like I've gone on the aggressive I with April with so many different hate April. Guests. I don't give a fuck. And like they I all cannot push back. stand her. Who likes her? Pat Regan. Pat Regan likes April. April is his favorite character. Can you believe that? The wow. audacity. I'm looking at him in a whole new light. <laughs> I know. He did his episode on Amelia and like, and, okay, and like okay, his, an addiction valid. and stuff. And it was, and it was very, very good. But yeah, he is a notorious lover of April. April Kepner. Uh-uh. No, not in this house. In this house, we do not respect. There is literally nothing good about her. She was so annoying. And it was also like, her and Jackson, like. Why? Why did that happen? Why did that happen to me? Honestly, did they just not know what to do with him? Because I could have told them what to do with him. What would you have done with him? So many other things. I don't even remember. But just found him another bitch. Like, yes. not one of these doctors. And not the doctors that they chose. Honestly, in another world, I could see him and Meredith together. That's exactly what I was just thinking. Yeah. I'm dead ass. I really was thinking that. She's I mean, the like, only one that makes sense. Yeah. And they to get them together, like Harper Avery and then like Meredith Gray. Yeah. You know, a Gray and then Avery. Like, it would have been fun. Yeah. It could have been cute. They're, and you know what? They're equals. They're equals. And like, fine. Let him have the baby. Like, if he had the baby with April and then he got with um, Meredith. Meredith. It makes sense because there are already so many fucking kids. Oh, my God. How many? Meredith has like four kids. Three, three or four. Yeah. Three. I think three? it's four. Or maybe it's three. I don't remember. There are too many. Either way, like it would have been good. And then, you know, Derek and Zola died. wouldn't be the only the only black baby. She would have, you yeah. know, and she would have. I love the episode. We've talked about this on the podcast, but the episode where uh, Bailey says to Derek, she's like, people aren't looking at you because yeah. you're a white daddy with a black baby. Yeah. Do yeah, your yeah. baby's hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's kind of like had no idea. I love that moment. I love any moment that makes Derek feel like he, was, he, do, I he mean, doesn't know everything. <laughs> when he died, I wasn't even. Upset. You didn't cry. I cried for Meredith. I cried for Meredith. I cried, I for, cried Meredith. for Meredith. This is the thing, like him, nothing ever, like he never affected me other than to get on my nerves. But the way that Meredith felt about him, it's like Meredith is my friend. And like, obviously, like you feel for how your friend feels about her man. Yeah. You know? You know what I just realized? We've listed all of the stuff that happens in this episode, but we also forgot to mention that Ellis is like also a patient. Yeah, There's just so much that goes on to this Ellis episode. And then, and then the chief, Richard, yeah. which, oh my God, talk about messy. Yeah. Like no wonder Meredith, like nobody can ever fault Meredith for anything that she's ever done because how messy was her childhood? Was her I life? It's, she did not grow up in like an emotionally healthy home. Mm -mm. It's crazy that she turned out well at all. Um, and you know what? Meredith is a loyal ass woman. Yes. The... 
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Oh, Mary-Kate says that Lexi is a Christian, but not a super conservative. She thinks that she was a former addict, so she might be like an AA-type Christian. Oh. I'm going to have to look into that. I don't know a ton about about uh, her whole her whole personal have you deal. Seen Killing Eve? Yes. Me too. Fucking love it. I love it. Speaking of Killing Eve, okay, another amazing scene in this episode is when when Sandra O oh and Christine Yang realizes that the porn actually is pain, and ma- yeah, pain and management. Yeah, and she does the little- And she does, like, her own, like, out loud erotic, uh, like, novel because the power has gone Christina out. Christina was funny. Yes. I know. It's hard to find scenes. She makes so many funny facial expressions that it's sometimes hard to, like, find scenes. But I'll play this one because this is a genuinely funny scene. Here it is. As she uh, dropped her stethoscope. Me too, said Crystal as she snapped on her surgical glove. And then there was Marta. (laughs) She looks at Bailey like, what? I'm working. What was that? (laughs) Marta. Oh, yes. Marta was the naughtiest nurse of all because she knew how. (laughs) Oh, my God. Back up. And then the power comes on it back on. She's like, okay. I guess the story is over. Uh, she's so fucking funny. Uh, that was a good scene. I love her. I love her too. I she um the way that she talks to Meredith sometimes and the things that she says to her like the best. Yeah, just the best. Like just like she was the realest bitch on that show besides Bailey. Yeah. Well, even at the end of this episode where she's waiting to see if Derek shows up mm-hmm. and everyone's waiting with her and George is like, he's definitely going to show up. Mm-hmm. And Christina's like, George, like, we all know he's not coming. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, kind of like she's like, we all know he's not coming. Don't like promise this thing that you can't promise. Yeah. Um. The other thing in this episode, I mean, so when George flies solo in the mm-hmm. elevator, and and Burke is like talking him through it. That's such a good scene. I know because after this is when he becomes like his like secondhand man, right? Yeah, yeah. They become like, well, one of my favorite moments, I'll play this, is when they finish and uh and Burke says, like, tell tell the firefighters to get my guys out. And yeah, it's yeah. like it that's I don't know, just knowing Burke, it's like that's such a good. That's such a good moment. Okay, I'll, I'll actually, I'll play that. I think that's this. Let's see. The cost clamp the order. Stick your hand in and bluntly dissect down until you feel two tube-like structures. The esophagus would be more medial and anterior. Um, I feel one tube that's easily collapsible and the others are more muscular, spongy. I, f- I can feel the... The spine just underneath it. Yes, you're touching the aorta. I'm touching the aorta. 
wrap the index finger of your left hand around it and apply a Satinsky clamp with your right hand. Got it. Wait, I, I think I can localize the bleeding. I think it's coming from the inferior vena cava. Can you find the lesion? Yeah. Yeah, I think I can feel it. Uh, it's, it's too far into repair. How big is it? Uh, small, maybe uh, smaller than a dime. Okay, O'Malley, I want you to take your finger and plug the hole. I think I can feel his heart starting to feel more. It's beating a little stronger. Excellent. Keep your finger there. Okay, now what? That's it. That's it? I just stand here with my finger plugging the hole. Until we can get you out of that elevator and into the OR. Dr. Bailey, you can tell the fireman to get my guys out of there. Will do. Okay, we're ready. Such a good moment. Also, just the part where Burke like rolls onto his back like I did it. I'm like, that is that moment for some reason is hot to me. Oh, I know. Also, <laughs> look at George. Do you see George? Just like. Yeah. Emotionally. <laughs> You're not convinced. Listen, you know what? He just still, he, he still feels short to me in that. So what if he's short? Like emotion, like oh. spiritually. He feels just uh-huh. like he still feels like small to me. Mm. You know, like that should be. I love him in that moment because he's but he's just like a baby who's done something like he's a baby who took some first steps. Mm-hmm. He just he feels. He feels uh, young mm. is, I think, the vibe I got. Well, they're all the same age, I think. Yes. I think just George is just so fresh. He's so he's just so sweet and fresh. And. I just think I'm past the point in my life where that is attractive to me because mm. I'm too tired. <laughs> it's yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I think I'm just too tired. I love it. Oh, but Which, I'm very I mean, I love that scene and just Alex just like eating shit that I know that, that is one of the good parts. And it's just like because he's so annoying. It's one of the first times that you really, I think, feel bad for Alex that you're no, I don't feel bad for him because he was mean to Izzy. Well, but he the whole reason why he's mean to Izzy is because is because he didn't pass his test and he's like keeping it to himself and he feels really insecure. And like that, that to me is like a turning point with Alex where it's like he's been this guy with this massive ego and he's been a huge asshole. Mm. And then he and Izzy have cultivated this friendship and it's kind of turning into something more. And it's not that he like wants to like at the end of the previous episode, they've gone on this date and he's just kind of like been distant the whole time and he hasn't like felt her up or anything. And she gets back to her, like he drops her off at her door and she's like, that was really great. I really love the part where you treated me like crap the whole time. And he's just kind of like very like small, like it's like, I enjoyed myself. Yeah. And she's like, what is going on with you? And in this part where he just eats shit so publicly, it's like, I can feel just how insecure he is. And that makes me feel bad for him. Mm -mm. You don't, you don't. I don't feel bad for him because I know that he, because I just feel like be consistent. If that's the way that you're going to treat her, then just be like, something's wrong. You don't have to say what's wrong. Say that something's wrong. Be consistent. Treat everybody like that. 
Yeah, but I feel like that's part of Alex's like journey that like he is so that's fucking why she left him. bad. Yeah, that, that like, but that, that's the thing. It's like Karma. that he doesn't get to have Izzy. Like, and even in this in this specific arc, like he isn't able to step up. He isn't able to be a nice communicative person. So he doesn't really get to reap the mm-hmm. rewards of that. And I think that like seeing kind of who he becomes that he he learns how to communicate. He learns how to be kinder yeah. to his friends and to like tell people when he needs help. And that like, that makes me love Alex. Okay. I think last it took me we a should, long time yes. to love him, but I guess, yeah, I think probably around the seasons when I started to like him as a character, but I don't think I like really like loved him and was like full Alex fan until probably a little later. Should we watch the pick me, choose me, love me scene? Yes. The- I love this scene, but this scene, I also feel like fucks you up. Like this scene fucked me up as a woman. <laughs> How so? <laughs> because it just kind of like, and I'm very much like a romantic person. And I feel like I believe in like love and I believe on in vibes. And I feel like my mind, when it comes to like this, my mind tells me like, you don't sleep with somebody else's husband and like, you don't even involve yourself. So like, I get that that's wrong. And I get that what she did was wrong, but she didn't know in the beginning and then they were like separated or whatever. So like, whatever. But when she said this, I was just like, yes, bitch. Yeah. Wait, actually before I, well, I don't necessarily have to play this, but there's this beginning scene that I also feel like is such classic early grays where they all are mad and they're all going like, seriously? Oh, yeah, yeah, seriously? I saw that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, that, I just was like, what is that from? You also find out at the end of this episode that Bailey's married, regardless. Here we go. This is the, this is the pick me, the pick me, choose me. She's like, I love you. And I, it's just like, I love that. I love like when people... Because I'm the kind of person who I don't hesitate to tell people how I feel. Yeah. I tell you how I feel and then and then you have to deal with what I've said to you. <laughs> Perfect. And then I'm like, what are you going to do about it? I'm psychotic. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I literally like I was hanging out with this guy the other day and I was like, I said some shit to him and I was like, mm-hmm, and now what are you going to do about it? Yeah. It's a test. And this is this. Yeah. OK, here's this. Mm hmm. I lied. I'm not out of this relationship. I'm in. I'm so in, it's humiliating because here I am begging. Meredith. Shut up. You say Meredith and I yell, remember? Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Your choice, it's simple. Her or me. And I'm sure she's really great. But Derek, I love you. In a really, really big. Pretend to like your taste in music. Let you eat the last piece of cheesecake. Hold a radio over my head outside your window. Unfortunate way that makes me hate you. Love you. So pick me. Choose me. Love me. I'll be at Joe's tonight. So if you do decide to sign the papers, Meet me there. Ugh. 
It's so good. I you relate. You see what I mean? Like yeah. she in the beginning, she tried to be like, I'm not going to be with you because yeah. I'm out of this relationship. And then she was like, actually, bitch, like, I love you. And that's what I mean. Like, I'm the kind of like I she's following her heart, which is bad. <laughs> the part that I really relate to is the I'm so in it's humiliating. Yeah. That's the thing like like and I've been with my boyfriend for five years and I've had to bring up to him before like me want to get married mm-hmm. and me want you to do the work to plan the this. Yeah. And that to ask someone to do that mm-hmm. is genuinely humiliating. It is. It's like even with someone who has like seen you like shit your pants before, which mm. is an, an an analogy, but not far off from my personal journey. Like, <laughs> you know, you've someone who's seen like they're early in their relationship and that's also really scary, but it's like, it kind of also doesn't matter. Like showing your ass like that is really your emotional it's ass. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. It's because embarrassing especially it's like very you feel vulnerable. Like you're, yes. And you also feel like you're like playing into, especially when that's not your total personality. If you're someone where you're like, I love my man and my boyfriend does all this stuff for me. And mm-hmm. I like, that's the power dynamic that I enjoy. And that is who I am. But if you're someone who does your own shit, and you think and you're ambitious and you care about yourself a lot and you kind of put yourself first in other things. Then when you switch it up and you suddenly are like, I am, need you to do this thing for me to make me feel this like traditional mm-hmm. woman-y type of a way, it does not feel good. And that I'm so in it's humiliating, like that feeling. It's like that's the exact, that's the exact feeling. It's like I love you so much. It actually makes me want to kill myself. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I also really, really love what Bailey says to Derek at the end of the episode where he's like, not sure if you should sign the papers or whatever. And he says, like, it's so hard. And she's like, it's not hard. It's painful. But it's easy. You know what you need to do, but it just, it hurts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think about that a lot. That line of like, when something is, is really upsetting to me, I'm like, I have to do this thing or this thing is like scary. It's so hard. I'm like, it's not hard. It's just painful. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's well, I really. Think it's just, it's hard. It's easy to say something is hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the sense of like, when you say something is hard, you can be like, oh, it, it, when you say something is hard, you make it, it sounds impossible or it yes. sounds like a thing that you can't do. But when you say something is painful, it's like, that's more real. Yeah. It's just more, it's more, it's but also totally Derek more accurate. in this episode says to that what I think about sometimes, or like, that's what I think about lately. I think I watched this when I was young and I think Grey's Anatomy definitely like influence the way that I think about relationships. Me too. Oh my 100%. God. But as an adult, when you watch Grey's Anatomy and you've had like your life experience, mm-hmm. like um, Derek says to Meredith, like Addison was my family. Yeah. She was my family for 11 years. That's 11 Christmases. That's a, I never thought about like my parents are still together. I don't think about divorce. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What that feels like personally. So in my mind, I'm like, I think, oh, he should just, I used to think like, oh, he should just, it's not a big deal. Like yeah. he should just Who do, do you it. love? Yeah. Who do you want to be with? Exactly. And yeah. that, that was the quick. But like when you, when I heard him say that again and you think about it, you're like, oh shit, like that is true. Yeah. I never think about that. Like I know someone who's telling me that they're going through a divorce and they're older than me, but still they're not that much older than me. Yeah. 
And they were like, yeah, like the way they said it, they were like, yeah, mar- like divorce is a when you get divorced, like you're ma- no marriage is a contract and yeah. you're breaking the contract. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think I also just think like that speech that Derek gives kind of communicates that's like once I walk through the door and shut the door, yeah. I can't go back. You can't you can't go backwards in a relationship and undo deciding that you want to walk away. I know. So and I, I also feel married bad for marriage because it's like you're stealing somebody else's man and that is bad karma. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is. And I guess that's what sucks for her is that she's not only is she stealing someone else's man, but she's basically like begging him, like, pick me, choose me. I know. And he does eventually. Not now. But not that's for what I'm saying. But that's that shit. That's the shit that's fucked up is that that little speech didn't do shit. I know. I know. Well, although it probably. He like goes in to kind of like. I don't know if to kiss her, to like be like mm-hmm. physical with her in some way. And she like backs away and is just like, no, come to Joe's tonight if you sign the papers. And mm-hmm. I've thought before, like, I wonder like if she had not just like, she kind of delivers the information then she's like, goodbye, mm-hmm. think about it on your own. But I think she allowed him to think about it away from her. And then that makes it easier to say no. I think that would be very close to impossible to say no to someone to their, your, to have someone crying to you being like, I love you. Mm-hmm. And I'm humiliating myself by begging you to love me. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like I have to because that's how much I love you. Mm-hmm. Like that, I think, would be very hard in the same room as someone to be like, nah, I'm going to stay with my wife. And I think that that's like the res- kind of the responsible thing that Meredith does. Of like, I don't want you to just be with me because I'm doing this thing. I want yeah. to tell you how I feel. You take that data. Get back to me. Yeah. Well, that's, I think she's right in that. I yes, never ever thought too. she was. I was like, okay. I mean, that like declarative. Grace does that a lot where they're like, I'm declaring my love. Yep. And then they like. <laughs> and then they away. are like. They literally just like walk out the door without saying yeah. bye. Yep. Yeah. There's but so it, many speeches and it followed by just literally leaving the room. <laughs> you know who does that? Oh my God. You know what's also a good episode? The episode where Christina gets married or when <gasps> yep. or she doesn't get married. Yes. Mm. There's some good speeches in that. Yes. That actually, that brings us right to the end, which is the Shondalog portion. Okay. So a Shondalog, as you better than anyone else knows, is a... Grey's Anatomy is a Shonda Rhyme-style monologue that can be about anything. It, you can do something that kind of exists within the world of Grey's. You can do something from your own life, something you like to say. You could do something totally made up. The only thing that tends to be characteristic, optional though, is that there's like some type of a thesis line that you start with and then maybe you end with it. Maybe can it comes you back. you do one and then I'll do one so Absolutely. I can see an example? Absolutely. Um, let me just pull up my soundtrack to Shondalogs. There's so much music on Grey's Anatomy. It's the best music, though. The best music, except for that one season where they did a lot of the acoustic covers of songs from the 80s. That was not. Did a you good like time. the musical episode? No. Did you like <laughs> I it? Really hated it? You know, I didn't hate it. What? OK, so tell me. I love when Callie sings. Um, oh, the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That part. 
I mean, yeah, she is an amazing voice. You know who I could do without ever seeing them sing again? Owen. Who the oh, fuck? Yeah. Who the fuck asked Owen to sing? Literally, and I love boys with red hair. I love a ginger, but I that's how you know I hate Owen because I can't even get over his I can't even get over him to the point where I just accept him because he has red hair. Which is what I usually do with people who have red hair. Literally. Yeah, it's not it's not ideal, uh, to say the very least. It's it's in fact quite bad. Just because you can tell he's into it. He's like he's really trying. really enjoying his own voice. Mm-hmm. Um, Who else sings in it? That I don't know. I like when Bailey sings. She I think it's very, cute. The there she sings in another episode just to her baby. Uh-huh. And so I knew from that she had a really beautiful voice. I remember that. She sings a song. It's like God bless the child. <gasps> yeah, it's oh really, God. really nice. It's like maybe a Christmas now. or a Thanksgiving episode. It's like she's singing to her baby, and oh, and as that as she sings, it cuts to other scenes showing people, and then it comes back to her. Oh, she's singing into her. Fo- it's all coming back to me. She's singing into her phone for her baby on the other end, oh. who she's not with. Oh, because she's not with the baby because she's at the hospital. Yeah. Okay. So there's always kind of a bit of a trial and error about um, which I whether I find a song that's like the right Nicole, vibe. I have to go to the bathroom again. Please do it. Honestly, I ate this sandwich and I think it's making me go to the bathroom. Great. Um, okay. So basically, I will just play a song. I'll do my little speech. Then you'll get a song. You'll do your speech. And then we're done. Okay. Let's see. What? What looks like it's going to be. Mm-hmm. I'm done waiting for you. Won't you meet There's me? been so many years where I thought that we were just spending time together. But what I really was doing was waiting. <laughs> I just didn't realize until now that there was nothing at the end of it. All this time that I've put in, all this energy, all this love that I've poured in, it's just been waiting for you to give me something that shows me that you don't want to wait anymore. I'm done waiting. And the worst part is, is I don't even think you're going to notice when I'm gone. Because all this time that I've been waiting for you, you had already arrived somewhere else. I'm done waiting. So goodbye. That's it. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so good. That is so good. It's like very great. I mean, when you put the music underneath it, I think you're going to find that it really just flows out of you. What do you call it again? A shondalog? Yeah, shondalog. Like a monologue. But it's a shondalog. Because it's... It's something only Shonda could have cooked up. Okay. I don't know what to say. You, it, I guarantee, I guarantee you're going to nail it. There, it, you, it, it. You can't mess it up. 
it cannot be it cannot be bad it it can only be good so okay, okay i'm just gonna choose a song let's see if this this i think this is a classic let's see i'm scared <laughs> I'm, wait, I don't want to do that song because it doesn't have the right type of vibe. How about this? Um, I am not in focus for you. You didn't notice that I tried so hard to let you slip my mind. And maybe I won't catch you blame, but you said it's mine to take. And I, I think I'm going crazy. <gasps> no, I, I think I just that I have actually lost my mind. <laughs> I'm not confused anymore. I'm not lost. I'm okay with accepting that I am crazy. <laughs> And everything about you makes sense. It's me. I'm the one that doesn't make sense. So I'm going to go. Because, because I don't think that you can handle the crazy. And that's okay. That's okay. I'm going to go and you can stay here and things will start to make sense again. And when I'm gone, being crazy somewhere else where I belong. I hope you just don't forget me. I hope you remember that little feeling of crazy. I hope you remember it. Not all the time, not when you wake up, but just like in small moments. Like, like if you slam the car door too hard. Or like, like if you drop too much change on the floor. Or if you can't find your ID card, just remember that that little bit of crazy that I left in your life. <gasps> Are you kidding me? Oh my god! That was. I make myself laugh. That was one hundred percent out of a Grey's episode. No, yours was much better, but I'm no, trying. No, 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 no. The whole like, it's not. It's not you, it's me, and I'm going to go. And you'll remember me in these little moments. Oh, my God. That was flawless. Oh, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for being, bringing your love of Grace. Thank you. I love Grace. This is really fun because people don't love Grace in this way where, like, they watch it a lot and you yeah. can just bring up something and they're like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, I, I know. It's literally, a, it's a my best friend Mary-Kate and I, like, will just, like, speak in half sentences about Grey's and be like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that, and then and this and the, yeah. I yeah. know. It's the best. Oh, my gosh. Where can people find you both online and see your shows and stuff? Uh, um, Just everything is on my, either my Instagram or my website. And you can find my website through my Instagram. Perfect. And my Instagram is carobina. K-A-R-O-B-E-A-N-A-H. Like a bean. Like a bean. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Nicole's Grey's Anatomy. Uh, See you next week. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.